Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. This is the only 100% show dedicated towards Gated Football Club for the fans by the fans. You can contact us at any point during the show with any topic you wish. You can do it via Twitter at the Heed Army account. On Facebook, you can do it via the Heed Army Facebook Live page. And also, you can use the chat facility throughout the show. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. It's the fifth issue already, can you believe it? It's uh, Sunday the 3rd of August already. And uh, as I say, pre-season is behind us now. We've got the football uh, season about to start properly next Saturday. Only six days away. Torquay United at home. Drag your friends there. Um, so we've got plenty to talk about. Are you glad pre-season is over? Let us know. We've also got um, Heed Legend. We've got um, Heat legend uh, Paul Thompson on the phone tonight, which is a, a bit of a coup for us. We're really pleased with that. Also, we've got an interview with um, local uh, legendary DJ as well, um, Paul Goff. He used to be on Century Radio, who, the man who helped save Gated Football Club with the help of Gaza, of course, uh, many moons ago. So we've got that interview to play. And uh, also, we've got someone uh, breaking their cherry on the podcast tonight, joining us live. And that person is Ross Black. Hello, Ross. Hello. Hello, Ross. And Andrew, hello. Hello. Hello there. So we're all here. And uh, remember, you can message us on the chat facility and you can do it on Twitter. And uh, the Twitter address is Andrew. Have you remembered it yet? It's at heed underscore army. There we go. Oh, was you can't remember it. I man. know I can't remember it. <laughs> but there we go. That's the way to do it. And um, Peter Grant has messaged in already. He's went first in, uh, back of the net. So he's got the first message of the night. Uh, well done, Peter. Well done. <laughs> proud uh, moment. Yes, yeah, a very proud moment there. I've <laughs> um, got Andy Mason has put evening, gents. Uh, breaking news Leslie has sacked off the bingo for the podcast this week. Let's give her a round of applause. Should be standard procedure. That, that looks, should be, it? yeah, it should be standard. And uh, we're getting a lot of uh, hellos there as well on the chat facility. So keep them coming, and also you can do it on Twitter, as we've mentioned. Well, um, as I say, Ross, you're joining us tonight. Um, but as I say, you're a bit of a double whammy because you've a bit of an expert on Sunderland as well. So it, it works, plays into our hands perfectly tonight. Aye, it was good. It was good. Um, so I mean, I would say three nil defeat, uh, three one defeat, should I say? Um, a good test, but um, I think it's just. I think everyone was kind of treating it as a fitness game, weren't they? In the second half, uh, don't think anybody want to get injured. That's a, that was the main thing. You know, one week ago, you d- there wasn't any like big fifty-fifty titles, and you notice when Rodman got caught once, he was quick to pull out of uh, any like fifty-fifty challenge. So. Yeah. But I, I think uh, it's good to say Larson play as well. That was uh, Danny Graham, obviously. So um, yeah, it was good. I mean, well, just mentioned there, obviously, two first-teamers, uh, not that regular at the moment, but in Danny Graham and Sebastian Larson, uh, they did look cut above, didn't they? Um, even though they weren't going in at full pelt, you yeah. would say. You see, Larson wasn't even meant to be there, he was meant to be in Portugal, but um, his wife was in labour the night before. So oh, chestnuts. He <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say, play anything, against Gated, wasn't it? <laughs> anything to play on the International Stadium pitch, you know what I mean? Just, just want to mention on the podcast, that's all it is. <laughs> that's it. That's we, know, it. we know all the players from all around the country <laughs> listen to this. Uh, Andrew, sadly you didn't make the game, did you? No, I was at work, unfortunately. He was working, so we're not going to talk to Andrew. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, as, as I say, then, 3-1, uh, but the, the opening 10-20 minutes of the game, Gates had really showed their dominance in, on the ball and really capped off, well, it can't cap it off, but it started off with a fantastic finish by Marcus Madison. I, I think Madison from the off scared the left-back, I don't know who it was. 
so my knowledge of Sunderland isn't that great. Yeah. You know, shocking others, but um, I it was another great goal, and I think Madison's been the standout player for me this preseason. He looks hungry, doesn't he? He he looks to me as if he wants to be what Marwood was last year. Well, I think it sh- it, it shows to all young players that if you come to Gateshead, that you can get noticed. You yeah, know, yeah. and um, as I say, it's great. And Marwood was there yesterday. Ah, the game, uh, so hello there, uh, James. Well, I'm sure he listens. Uh, of course, um, of yeah, course. of course. So, um, were you at the game yesterday? Let us know what you think. Also, we're looking ahead to Torquay United uh, next Saturday. Uh, freshly relegated from League Two, it's going to be a, a stiff challenge. We know they've had a, a scout to watch us twice in pre-season, so they're taking it serious as, as they would. But um, as I say, we're going to take um, hello, Andrew. Put something out on uh, tw- uh, Twitter earlier this afternoon. Yes, uh, I want to know what we're obviously pre-season over and done with. What would be your starting lineup for uh, Saturday against Torquay? Because obviously we've swapped and changed the team around that much in pre-season. I don't think any of any of us saw Mills' starting lineup, so maybe he doesn't even know yet. But what would yours be? I want to know that on uh, tonight. Yep, so get your, your starting lineups in. Uh, who do you think that's going to start against Torquay? I mean, it's a tough one. I wouldn't like to pick them out. I know. Um, but, you know, we'll see. we're going to have a guess at it, can't we, later I think, on? Well, I think the only position that's certain is goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> goalkeeper, yeah. Um, right, so lots of messages coming in. We're getting a little bit of a few messages here. Someone called Hodge Meister, but keep calm, Ross. You may be weak, but God is strong. I don't know what that's referring to, but... Um, is that Ben Hodgson? Uh, it, it might be, yeah, the Hodgemeister. I expect must be. nothing less off Ben. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> remember, you can get all your messages in uh, on there. We're going to play how you can contact us on Spreaker. Um, if you are new to us, this is the way to do it, and we'll be straight back with you after this. Remember, the show is fully interactive, and if you're listening to us on Spreaker Live, you can use the chat facility just below. And to use the chat facility, all you have to do is register with Spreaker, be it on your phone or tablet, or on the Spreaker website. Sign in with your Facebook account, and there will be a little speech bubble appears at the bottom right-hand corner when we are broadcasting live. So remember, get your messages in, because they're important. It's what makes this show go. Yes, that's the way to contact us on Spreaker, and of course you can do it on Twitter, as we mentioned there before, just search for Heed Army. Um, see, it wasn't the only game uh, of this week uh, for Gated. They were away to Grantham on Wednesday, and you were down there, Andrew? I was, yes. And how was it? <laughs> it was a long game. Um, <laughs> it was one of those, was it? <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. Um, although we won 2-0, um, there wasn't really anything to get excited about. Um, I, you th- I thought uh, it was a quite a way away from the international stadium pitch. Grantham's, Grantham's even even further because it's an athletic stadium as well. If people didn't know, mm-hmm. um, but it's just so far back from uh, the actual pitch. Yeah, it was it wasn't the greatest of views. Yeah, and plus because you're low down as well yeah, there, aren't yeah, you? So yeah. it's not like when you're at the stadium, uh, Gated Stadium, even that you, you you're raised up above it, so you can look down on it. It's, uh, yeah, I mean we, when we got there, we. Um, Went into the stadium bar and we got a few funny looks off people. And you weren't holding hands again. No, no, no. <laughs> and we went over the bar to get a drink, and uh, the lad comes up with he's like, "So have you came all the way down from Gator to watch Gator play?" We're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you so okay? Are you, are you, are you seriously? Have you came to Grantham for this?" And we're like, "Aye." <laughs> 
I don't think they could quite comprehend it with gated supporters. <laughs> I suppose um, they don't. Uh, Grantham won't have to travel the length and breadth of the country to watch their side. Will no. they? Um, I mean, there wasn't many of their fans at all. Like, I don't know what their average attendances were mm -hmm. last season, but they haven't got a big fan base on, yeah, which is sad like obviously for non-league clubs and also something um, a little bit different what we didn't really see last year two headed goals to win the game as well yeah so mm -hmm. uh, see goals coming from all different types of ways uh, in pre-season um, we've got a message from Simon Simon Brown stood out in the second half Simon uh, Brown James Brown James Brown who's Simon Brown I don't know James Brown James Brown stood out in the second half versus Grantham caused problems good to see him back well of course he was back yesterday as well in the second half yeah he did and, play well um, when he came on I, I, to say I, I, doesn't look a different player but he looks a player that um, in the same vein as Marcus Madison he's hungry and he's attacking players and taking players on which he hasn't done in the past yeah I think he really wants to prove himself obviously he's only got a contract till September September. Yeah. Um, so he, he does have to prove himself, and he's he is trying his best, and he's shown what he is um, capable of. Yeah. He's been a very frustrating player for us because he showed what he can do at times, and and then some games you just look at him and he just he didn't look like he had that. I don't know. His his attitude just looked a bit yeah. down for me. But hopefully, we'll uh, see the best of him. We've, he's got to got to do it, hasn't he? Otherwise, he'll be gone. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, th that's just a, you know what I think it's you know it's say the sink or swim for him at the moment, isn't it? If he wants to have a contract and um, I say it, it, compare ourselves to this year or seasons before, it's great to have so many players on the outskirts challenging to get into the first team and to get a contract. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's something different. That to be honest, I'm not used to gated. I'm used to having the the players that we know are going to be more or less guaranteed starters with a few. Fringe players that make it a game here and there, and that's not the way it is this season. It's strength and depth. It is definitely strength and depth. Um, messages are still coming in, and um, we've got uh, <laughs> 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 uh, Hodgemeister. We they might be very smooth, but we're not going to talk about them. Um, so you can <laughs> Matty Hewitt's uh, used the term silky smooth quite a lot. Yes, he has. Um, he's put you he silky smooth against Grantham. Uh, was James? He's put Brown. At the top as well. Was the build up to Marcus Morrison's goal smilky, silky smooth? Yes, it was, Matty, it was. Yeah, it was, it was, so there we go. Silky smooth <laughs> seems to be the words on Matty, Matty Hewitt's lips tonight. Um, but what are the words on your lips? Let us know. Remember, we want to hear about um, who you think the starting lineup might be next week uh, against Torquay United. Also, we'd love to know where you're listening from. Uh, so we, we ask in most podcasts, but we want to know where we're reaching in the world. It's just a uh, little ego boost for you. Um, so if you're listening from far and wide, let us know. Um, as I say, uh, this, you know, the season is about to start, unless you've been living in a cardboard box. Gets its first three games, Torquay United at home, and then we've got two tough games away um, in Wrexham on the Tuesday night, and then a massive trip down to Eastleigh uh, near Southampton on the Saturday. Uh, so as I say, um, are, are you going down easily? Yeah, I'm flying. Yeah, you're flying down. 12pm 12, 12 flight. 12pm. So we're going to be pushing it to get there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Let's hope there isn't any delays. This shouldn't be on an internal flight, nah. should there? But uh, yeah, that'd be uh, fantastic. And remember, also, we've got Paul Thompson on the phone, Gated's leading all-time goal scorer. Have you got a message for him, uh, a question? 
Um, so send that in. It'll be uh, we'll read uh, we'll read out the best ones to Paul when we're on the phone. We don't want to keep him on the phone too long. And remember, also we've got that message with uh, the interview with Goffey to uh, play out later on in the show as well. Um, anyway, we were, we were thinking about um, doing tattoos on the show live on air. Yeah, and uh, well, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Well, we were talking about it. So Ross, we've managed to get our hands right on a um, portable tattoo kit, uh, home one. Would you be willing to uh, let me tattoo you? Even if I'm not, I'm going to get tattooed on. Yeah, you're going to get tattooed. So I think we'll, do you think we should put heat army across your knuckles? I'm sure that'll be good. Look so that, so we'll, 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 see, we'll see if it's working first, right? Oh, oh, it's it's broke. It's broke. One second. Oh, there we're gone. <laughs> right. I'm terrified. This is right. So we're going to play the advert for the quiz, right? And we're going to tattoo Ross in the meantime. So this is the, the quiz that's happening this Thursday at the Green Lads Head. Are you a Gated fan? Are you a Brain Box? Do you love a quiz? If so, get to the Green Ags Head on the first Thursday of every month for the Gated FC Supporters Club meeting and quiz. Quizmaster Tenerife Dave will have your brain absolutely puzzled with some of his belting questions. So get along, that's the first Thursday of every month at the Green Ags Head on Gated High Street. It's the place to be if you're a Gated fan and you can come along and meet more Gated fans and get involved in the Gated family. So get along to the quiz and meeting on the first Thursday of every month at the Grey Nags Head. Am I hurting you, Ross? It's absolutely killing. Oh, am I in too deep? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just collapsed. Yeah. So there we go. We only managed to write he on his knuckles. We will be continuing with that tattoo later on to get the full heat army across there. There's actually quite a bit of blood, isn't there? There is quite a bit of blood. You see, how wouldn't have thought he was a gusher? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Um, and people are saying, turn your vibrator off. It isn't a vibrator. It's a home tattoo kit, and you will see the, the evidence at the end of the show. Um, right. Um, and... Um, <laughs> Mickey Barris has put uh, sure that's a tattoo machine <laughs> sounds like uh, Matty's watching uh, oh no we're not <laughs> you see it's too bad on this chat facility Mickey, remember this is why you've been removed you're a bad man <laughs> you're a bad man <laughs> and um, we've got a message on Twitter corner yep it's from Lauren uh, it says is this really happening though yes well as I say uh, Andrew's next yeah. so um, he's going to get he's getting Lauren uh, round his areola <laughs> um <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, we'll carry on with the tattoos later on. <clears throat> so remember, we haven't had any of your um, uh, start lineups yet, but we did have some earlier uh, from the day, and you've, I think you've got them. Yep, I've had a few people tweeting us in throughout the day. Um, one of them being uh, Steve Thornton. He his starting lineup will be Barton, Goal, Jones, Curtis, Clark, JJ, Turnbull, Ostat, Guy, Rodman, Shaw, and Madison. Um, so interestingly he's put JJ at the back mm, I yeah. like JJ left back it's a very attacking team which is what I think most Gateshead fans would like to see I think I would go for Bartlett I'd stick with Baxter at right back um, Clark and Curtis Wilson at left back and then I think I'd go for the same mid three, midfield three that we had at Wembley with uh, you know Oster Chandler and Turnbull then I think the wings would be uh, Madison and Rodman with John Shaw up front I that, think that's that would be exactly the same as me yeah see I, I don't know who we're going to drop but I really like the look of Tom Allen yeah yeah. yeah. He's a really, he, he just reads the game so well and he likes to get forward with the ball as well I've realised that he's, he's mm. quite comfortable mm-hmm. 
So, um, aye, that could be an interesting one, but a two to your drop. Well, that's the thing, but it's, it's exciting that we've got these young lads knocking about the team. And uh, I do believe someone said to me that Tomlin had been uh, looked at by Premiership sides last year. Sunderland, was it? Rumoured uh, Sunderland were looking at him yeah. uh, for the development team. So he definitely, he's, you know, he, he's, he's definitely making waves in the right areas. Um, Right, uh, and we've got another message here on Twitter for Andrew. Uh, Liam McFarlane has said, it sounds like a dodgy porno rather than a football podcast. How dare you? We, you know, is trying to stop me from having, you know, my tattoo skills. Even though I've never done it before, I can barely write, but I can tattoo like one of the one of the good ones. More like the guinea pig. More like that uh, jackass um, one oh. when, he, when he's on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> now there's an idea for the next podcast: um, extreme tattooing on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'll also add this is the first and last time I will be here. If this continues. <laughs> Yes, he's, he's still he's still bleeding. And Andy Mason <laughs> has um, put his team in there. Yep, uh, Andy Mason said Bartlett, um, Jones, Curtis, Alan Wilson, um, Turnbull, Chandler, Oster, Madison, Short, Rodman. I think a lot of people are kind of sticking with the that midfield three. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then swapping maybe the fullbacks around. Mm-hmm. People aren't sure about the fullbacks yet. What what from what I've seen so far. Uh huh. And um, we've got a, a message from Roger Ely. And he's put Alan uh, likes to run with the ball. Problem is, he runs past our midfield, and uh, we can't start with him. Uh, I don't know. Mm. See, so yeah, I think Turnbull does well at dropping back and covering when a defender yeah. comes out. Like yeah, that, that, so I noticed that um, Grantham Turnbull basically played like a sweeper for the first half, mm-hmm. um, which I know he's more of a defensive midfielder than an attacking one, but I didn't like seeing him playing that deep. Yeah, so. well. Well, it's, it's all. I mean, we've seen that many different types of things in pre-season. We've yeah, seen, yeah. we've seen uh, Alan. You see, this is the thing: players are trying to impress, are showing that they can drive forward with the ball. Even mm. Clark's done it, and Curtis has done it in pre-season. Maybe that's something that the boss wants. Mm. Um, as you say, Turnbull can drop back, Austin can drop back. You know, so yeah. It, it but does, that's what pre-season's all about: it is, just trying it, new things. It certainly is. Um, so yes, I was say we're ringing Paul Thompson very soon, uh, so you can get keep remember keep get your messages in. Have you got a message for Paul Thompson? We'd love to hear them. So uh, if you can send them in, that would be great. We've got another message on well, a couple of messages here on Twitter uh, for Andrew to read out. Uh, yep, Lauren <laughs> Lauren says uh, you stay away from him, Gaddis. Me and Ray will roundhouse kick you. Oh, it's not very nice, is it? No, it's not. It's very, very violent. I can't put Ray above the other nipple if, if that's what they want. <laughs> if Ray's been feeling, you know, uh, Ray's been feeling left out on the tattoo front, you know. I mean, uh, as I say, the ta- it's still working. What's that? Is it broke? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it looks like the tattoos aren't happening. I've broke it. Oh, you can't leave us with a tattoo. While you're fixing that, shall I read out a few more starting 11s? Yeah. Right. We've had uh, <laughs> we've had um, Simon Johnson has texted his in, which is a new way for the podcast. Ah, yes. Uh, he said, "Ball at the back: Jones, uh, Clark, Allen, and JJ. Um, Turnbull, Oster, Chandler, Madison, Short, Rodman. Which again is the same forward six. Yes. Um, and also Phil has tweeted his in, saying Bartlett, Jones, Curtis, Clark, Wilson, Chandler, Turnbull, Ramshaw, Madison, Rankin, and O'Donnell." So no place in the team for sure. Ah, well, it's, it's, interesting. It's, it's interesting to see what everybody thinks. Well, it's time to ring uh, Paul Thompson. So remember, you can send your messages in now. 
if you have a message uh, you'd like to ask him, uh, get it all time leading goal scorer. And uh, so here we are, we're about to ring him now. Let's, let's hope he answers. So let's hope it rings. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's it does help when you press it to ring like it does. It's ringing. Still. Hello. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, welcome to the Heat Army podcast, Paul. Hiya, mate. You alright? Yeah, spot on. Uh, Paul, um, as I say, it's been a hell of a roller coaster the past few years with Gated. Um, as I say, it must have been part of you thinking that you wish you were still part of the team. I would, um, <laughs> so did, did you did you go down to Wembley, Paul? Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm just yeah, you're just breaking up a little bit. Ah, oh, just breaking up. Sorry. Can you hear us any better now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I say, Paul, did you go down to Wembley? Yep, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Did you go down to Wembley, Paul? Yeah, I did I? It was fantastic. Great day. Um, I was with the other thousands, you know, going down in the bus. Uh huh. Um, it was fantastic, you know. It was, you know, the, the days of dream boot, like as a supporter. Mm-hmm. I mean, there must um, there must have been a big part of your wishing that you had been part of the team. Uh, it was, you know, it was disappointing on the day. I just, it was, um, it was just one of them things. I think we had a little bit more experience in the team. Yeah. Um, I think we had, the, I think we had better players, um, but I think you know they'd been the FA Awards final um, a few months before. I think the experience just. I think it was just on the day. It was uh, a little bit, maybe just a little bit too much for for a few, you know. Yeah, it's uh, very disappointing. Um, but uh, Paul, have you been to any pre-season games so far this uh, pre-season? Um, I got down for GHK. Well, just for the first half of James's testimonial, oh. uh, I couldn't because I had the, I got to go to babysitter for an hour, so I came down. <laughs> um, that's the only one. I'm hopefully, I'm, you know, I'll be down probably start of the season, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think great. Listen, they've seen some good players. Um, who's who stood out for you that you've seen? Um, I've, I like the Rodman, the winger. Um, I think he's a massive signing. Um, I've, I've impressed, been impressed with him over the years. Um, mm. I think you know you've added great quality up front. I think I think what we've always said is, you know, get, get forwards when you you know when your titles and get your promotion and win cups and uh, I think they've invested heavily um, they've seen some great players yeah. um, ranking you know they've got Shaw Shawzy back they want you know keep them fit keep them fit you'd uh, be a massive addition mm-hmm. um, and you've got obviously you know you've got Guy a lad Guy coming here he's got massive experience so I think you know he's got a massive pool of players up front now which I'm sure you know most clubs would uh, would love but you know it's, it's you know, you see, over, you know, you see these teams over the years that splash the cash, but you, you know, you've got to, you've got to mould them and you know, make them into a good, good side and good unit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure with, uh, you know, you see what Gary Mills done last year. I'm sure he knows the players inside out, and he, he knows the players he's brought in, which is important. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, touch, I'm confident we'll be over there anyway. You can't say you're going to get promotion, but I'm very confident. You know, you'll be, in, you'll be back in the top five or six. Yeah, let's certainly hope so. Uh, Paul, we've been sent in a few messages from people that knew you were going to be on the show, and um, we've got a message from Simon Lowry. He's put, The greatest goal I ever saw was your bicycle kick uh, equaliser in the FA Trophy against Bradford Park mm. Avenue. Uh, which goal do you think was the best that you scored for Gator yourself? Um, I, I remember that one. 
that was you know that was a fun t- that was a, that was a, I don't know I've never let that time you know actually you just ahead of me definitely not for no red cake um God, my best uh, my favourite one was obviously the you know when I got the when team was running out you know and I got the got the goal that got me records yeah um I'll never forget that one yeah, I've just been you know I've just been through I love you know I just I've never, I've never been, you know, obviously people who at uh, the time were watching that, you know, I was just always the, the man in the box, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I scored a really, actually on my debut, um, left foot volley, I think, when he was in the bombs glove. Um, I remember that one. Um, <laughs> but I think most you know, I'd, all the good, you know, it's just whatever good it is, you know, I'm not one of them if it ends up in the back of the union bag, you're happy, you know. Yeah. I mean, also, Paul. I mean, you, you, with the club for so many years and uh, through good times and through the bad, but under the Imbogi, uh, uh seasons, I mean, you were there when we got those two back-to-back promotions. I mean, what was that like from seeing where the club had been to um, previously? Um, well, obviously, you know, the clubs, the clubs had some rough times, good times, bad things, fantastic things. You know, I think they've probably just gone to another level now. Um, it was some really bad times, but obviously back back in the day, you know, it started off fantastic. With um, obviously when I when I came to Clough, I think it was in ninety five. Um, with Richardson, they, they were two fantastic years. Mm-hmm. Um, great manager working under working under Colin, I learned, learned massively, massively. Um, you know, you know, he was, you know, I've always said he had a massive thing on his career, you know. Uh-huh. Um, I loved them times, but obviously then you know, I, I left. Um, you know, not through me. One, I think there was only one reason I left in the first place. Yeah. Um, as I was interested, and in that was you know, you know, it's a secret command gym plot. Um, just. But you had you, you had you had a good you had a decent time when you left, bar an injury though, with the FA Cup game and stuff. You had a, uh, the the life of a top flight footballer for a little while, didn't you? With all the attention. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was, you know, I was a thing that was wrong, you know, I obviously went down there, it was a great move for myself, um, but obviously I turned, turned sour when I, when I broke my leg, but yeah, I got, I managed to get back for the, um, for the FA Cup game, um, which was, you know, I was never fit, but you know, it was me another moment, you probably, I'll never, you know, I would never have the opportunity again, so. Well, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not every weekend you get to wrestle with Stuart Pearce, is it? No, exactly. Yeah, that was a, that was funny. That like, just having uh, punched us a couple of minutes before. And I said to him, uh, you know, giving it a cycle, you know, with his fingers in the crowd, showing the cycle, and he went, uh, sorry about that. I was just laughing, you know. I said I wasn't sure for that, and uh, you know, I gave over and to be fair play when he gives it at the end of the game, you know. Um, but yeah, like, they're the good times. You have good times, bad times. Um, you know this. Lucky enough to play under some great managers, like Gates said, you know. Um, obviously, Colin would, um, and obviously, with Brooks, you know, and start the whole thing off, uh, the good times again. Um, you know, they were great times, the promotion, couple two back of our promotions. Um, and, you know, it's just about, it's about the time and the place, not what's doing here, I think. You know, Gary, it's obviously, Brooks didn't work out in there, um, in his last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. 
certainly uh, hope so. Uh, we've got one final question for you, uh, Tomo. Um, yeah. <laughs> this one's from Mickey Barris. He's put, can you ask Tomo his opinion on chinos? <laughs> <laughs> That was wrong going away. I got me honestly, I had this pair of chinos. They weren't even chinos, actually, they were golf pants. <laughs> and uh, they were for hey, honestly, for the season, a million dollars. And uh, well, she was, you know, the MDA who had to go sweet, everything, and then we had me chinos on the full golf at Boston, but I would stuck his fingers, doing that little hole in the back, you know. Mm-hmm. Ripped them off, I mean, ripped them off. So I got off the bus, had to get off the bus, and he'd take me shirt and tie. Yeah. Hopefully on an, on another interview. That's great, uh, Paul. Thank you very much for talking to us tonight. And um, no as I say, uh, f- and thank you for all the memories. No bother. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Oh, there we go. That was Paul Thompson on the phone there. Um, Gated's all-time leading goal scorer there. Uh, so we thank him very much for coming on the podcast tonight. It was great to hear from him. Um, remember, keep your messages flying in. Um, and uh, we've got... Uh, we've missed out a load of messages here um, while that's, well, that's been playing. We'll try and read them out soon, but we've got a, an interview to play as well um, from uh, Paul Goff who's beyond century um so we're going to do that uh now because it's quite a long one uh so we're going to play that interview now and then we'll come back and we'll uh wrap up the show with all your messages and we're joined by northeast presenting legend i think it's the only way to describe him paul goff hello welcome to the podcast Good to be here as well. Thank you very, very much indeed. Yeah, good to be here. Talk about Gather and uh, Gateshead and everything, yeah? Yeah, um, as I said, it, it's, um, it seems like a lifetime ago when Gateshead were in a lot of trouble, nearly going out of existence. But um, as I say, you were working on Century at the time and you kind of took up the mantle when the news broke that the club was in trouble. Yeah, it was. It was only a couple of days, unfortunately, away from uh, ending. I've become quite close to John Gibson, who was chairman at the time, um, through his involvement at the Chronicle. I'd known him a long, long time, and he was getting quite desperate towards the end, and he was looking for any sort of exposure and you know to get on the radio and try and sort of do stuff. And it was just, I was going down to, um, it was all, a lot of things that happened at one go. I was due to go down on the Thursday to Everton to the training ground. Jimmy Gardner had arranged with Paul Gascoigne for me to go down and launch charity book which we were running on the radio on Goffey in the Morning at the time which was a I think a 10 grand gag uh-huh. and it was a book it's a book which was raising money for a young fellow who sadly left us called Clark Lister and it was the Clark Lister Brain Hembridge Foundation which we were able to raise £10,000 for Paul Gascoigne was a patron of the charity so he invited us down to Goodison Park we went down to the training ground um, and just basically spoke about the book and then very much on the forefront of my mind as I was driving down to Everton was the fact that Everton were in des- uh, sorry, Gateshead, I beg your pardon, were in desperate trouble and Gather was from Gateshead, so it was a good opportunity at some time through the course of it to raise the subject and see if it do anything to help. So that's how it started and that's, uh, that's where we were. I mean, at the time, I mean, a, a lot of the, our younger listeners will not realise that Gateshead's exposure at the time was, wasn't as good as what it was today. And um, as I say, your campaign really got noticed on local television and all the papers. Were you shocked at how it was um, picked up? Uh, that was the great thing about that radio station, though, Century Radio, and it's long gone now, but it was the great thing about it. It was well in touch with st- 
stuff that was going on on its patch, you know, it was right across the region, so it was like able to, and it sort of kind of had a family kind of touchy feely sort of, mm-hmm. you know, thing about it, which was great. Uh, so yeah, during the interview, I, I did speak to Paul and spoke about his career, and he was great, and he told some gags which we included in the book, uh, the book, book publicity and different things. And then I was just coming towards the end of the interview, and I said. And I brought the Chronicle from the night before. It was the, it was the Wednesday night Chronicle. And I brought it with me, and it was more the same time. It was almost up for Gates Head. You know, there was, looked like there was no interest. There was very little interest in the club at the time. I know Paul Proudlock was there at that particular moment in time. Gates Head legend. And Gary Gill was his assistant. Because they were, again, I know Proudy because he's from Harleypool. Uh-huh. And I've known Gary for a long time. So when they were just like really pushing to sort of do some stuff. So. There was a lot, of, you know, when I asked the question, it was like sort of pushed him to do something really and just said it during the interview, what about Gates said? said, yeah, desperate. said, I'm a Gates said laddie and I'd love to do something. I said, oh, really get involved, you know, you know, so like you getting involved would, would sort of, you know, hopefully give them some breathing space. Mm-hmm. And he came out and he said, yeah, he said, I'll, I'll put 10 grand in. He says, uh, let's think of a few others. He said, Shearer, he's from the batch. He said, he'll put, he'll put 10 grand in. And then it really just got going from there when, when I, we got back and put it out on the radio. I, I called John Gibson on the night. I said, you know, stop panicking because he'd been having some sleepless nights. I said, I think <laughs> we've made a major breakthrough here today at Everton. So I says, let's put it on the radio tomorrow. So you come in from seven o'clock. And he obviously, it was a total surprise to him while he was hearing on the radio. So it just made a fantastic radio. And then we got people falling through. We, you know, Gavin obviously got involved. Um, we got people falling through, you know, suggesting to do stuff in charity games and, you know, people were dropping stuff by for raffles and auctions. Guys agreed to do a dinner. Shearer quickly followed. And it just really gathered from there, you know, and there was part of stuff in reception, you know, over the over the period of a couple of weeks, people, you know, from sports shops to memorabilia. And then we arranged two big dinners. One at St. James Park with Shearer, which he was superb, and myself and John Gibson hosted that. And it was a brilliant, brilliant night. Sold out within a couple of hours. Uh-huh. And then we did a, a, a superb night with... Um, Paul Gascoigne, um, he was at, at that particular time, he just, by the time he, did, he got up to North to do the dinner, he was with Stan Turner, the Burnley on loan. Um, ah, yes, so he I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, so it was brilliant, and Stan brought loads of stuff, because obviously he had loads of like connections to um, to the to Gateshead as well, so from his past. So, you know, it's like anything to do, I guess, once you get somebody involved who's kind of a well-known face or name, Really the rest just follows because everybody thinks, oh, well, he's doing it, I'll, I'll join it as well. So I think they needed something like 90,000. I think towards the end we raised something like, about, you know, we just threw 100,000 easily. So mm-hmm. uh, so it more than did the job. Um, so it's great, you know, and I, you know, I, I think the thing about it is that I'm, I've supported Hartlepool since I was a kid, you know, I've been home and away and I watch the results, I live in the town. You know, probably when I first started watching football, People were telling me about and when Hartlepool were going through a bad time, they always used to say things like, oh, what about kids? And obviously it was before my time, but <laughs> I kind of had a, you know, some kind of connection with the thing. DMA, if Hartlepool ever went out of the mm-hmm. Football League, you know, what would, what would my life be like? And Skated was like a name, and Accrington Stanley was another name around that sort of period, you know, obviously before I was born. But, um, and so... They're always, you know, they're always close to my heart. So when I was working in Gates, and then that opportunity came up, I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed for every opportunity for that to uh, to really work. And in the end, it did. And it did. It was, it was it got some great publicity nationally. It, it got 
picked up on for the fact that uh-huh. of England Geordie legend got involved with Shearer and, um, and Paul Gascoigne. So, well, speaking yeah, from... I, 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 yeah, I'm trying to agree. You know, again, so much about it over the past, but certainly as Gates said, you know, we're making a name for themselves and you know, got a, a new manager through the season. It was nice to sort of reflect and think, yeah, you know, might have played some small, you know, maybe small part in that, but in their mm-hmm. existence. And that well, was good. I mean, I, I didn't get to um, to Wembley for the. Um, for the match or anything like that, but I was certainly tuned into Radio Newcastle at the commentary from Wembley, and uh, I listened to every kick, and I was devastated when when it didn't come through because oh, you should have been there. I think, <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah, I'm gonna say it sounds, sounds like one of those days. Yeah, but I was with him every step of the way, and you know, really, I was thinking, ah, oh, be great next season. The Hartlepool Gate thing. Well, I was just about to say that because obviously we we played at Hartlepool's ground for uh, quite a few games um, yeah, two seasons ago and, yeah, and yeah. we built yeah, a bit yeah. of a bond with Hartlepool fans and obviously oh. on the build-up to Wembley we had a lot of Hartlepool fans wishing us luck and hoping that we were going to have a bit of a derby game uh, last season yeah. um, but, or this season coming, sorry, but um, it just sadly wasn't to be. Um, yeah, just, just, yeah, it would have been lovely again for Hartlepool fans to go to you know, the gate and I'll be back in the pub and have a drink. So about quarter past five would have been sort of quite unique back in back in town, really. <laughs> so it would have been something really special. And, and uh, I think I've been, as I said, I've followed Hartlepool for a lot of years now, and I'm, I'm well affair with what's going on and the history of Hartlepool. Um, and I was able to host their hundred year centenary dinner just a couple of years ago, and I, it was frightening when I did the research and see how many close escapes they'd had. You know, going out the exit road, the gates that had gone, you know, with re-election complications and all kinds of things to survive a hundred years was some kind of a miracle. <laughs> to, to see those two teams play together, um, again, would have been, to me, would have been just so special, you know. Well, but, sorry. I, I think the manager there has done a great job, came in from York City, knows that division, knows the players. Um, he's had the full close season now with him as well. I, I'm, you know, fully expecting to get off to, uh, you know, a good start and, um, and hopefully come via the, the automatic route as opposed to, you know, the playoff stuff again, which is all drawn out long stressful for sports you know um, it would be great to see them uh, and have every confidence I guess the only thing is with the manager there he's done so well is like is keeping him you know, keeping him there and um, you know because he yeah, gets off to another good start I mean CV's hugely impressive I was at a dinner with um, John McGovern and he we worked with him at, um, he'd been playing with him at Knox Forest and yes. he said really switched on guy knows the game knows the players so he's obviously no mug, you know, and the results would suggest that too. He has. He's certainly brought um, <laughs> enthusiasm to the club, and it's uh, been a joy yeah. to watch last season. And uh, as I say, in the past few weeks, the Northeast football family's come together. We experienced it a few years ago um, with the saviour of Gateshead, but it's been lovely to see the rest of the Northeast football family come together for obviously the, the tragic loss of the two football fans on the way to watch the team in New Zealand. And um, yeah, I, I, I think yeah. it just shows that the North East, uh, you know, always comes together for football, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and, you know, I've seen the stuff on Facebook and everything like that. That's great on a, on a human level. It'd be lovely to see our sides, you know, our bigger sides also, you know, reaching out and helping us sort of get and helping. I know there was a close association with Hartlepool and, um, and Middlesbrough last year. And, you know, you look at all the others, you know, there's no, no reason why. When you look at the youngsters coming through and that kind of thing why you know all those sides couldn't help both Hartlepool and Gateshead you know this close season or in, in as the season kicks off I know they're all looking at their own squads at the moment and they're uh-huh. going to be getting what you know numbers and different things for a few weeks time but I think it's only young, young lad there who, who approved a Hartlepool last year young lads who came into that club for 
from the borough only went back as better players. So uh-huh. no reason why Newcastle, Borough, Sunderland can't be helping Pools and Gated as well. So because uh, Gated's a great level conference, is it? You know, I love watching those games on um, on the TV. Some of the stuff that comes out of those games is just fantastic. You know, so hopefully, you know, that that might be. Um, you know, you, you talk about the about the fan, fan situation sort of combining closer. Great if the um, I know there's been talk about Newcastle getting involved with Gateshead and mm-hmm. different things, but it'd be great to see that. Well, hope, hopefully we'll see something happen like that soon. Um, be great, and um, who, who knows this season Hartlepool and Gateshead might meet in the FA Cup. Aye, well, uh, yeah, but uh, well, let's have a look. So sort of, uh, end of May next year. Let's certainly uh, you know planning planning the season after that. But yeah, let's let's Derby We've lost Darlow now, and that's that's the thing that I think you really do know. So I, I love going to end across many years watching pools at Darlow, mm-hmm. go to Fethans and that drive along the A19. Uh, the sample atmosphere was great, you know, the hostility and all that went with it and the, you know, the things that went I was just, you know, I loved it and it's like, great, to, to go the other way, you know, go along the N19 that way, um, heading, you know, heading north would be just fantastic to take on Gator and, and coming down here as well would be uh, superb, so do your best. <laughs> well, we'll do. Fingers crossed that we're meeting next season. Well, Paul, thank you very much um, for talking to us. Ahead. It's Good been luck. absolutely great. Thank you. Thank you, again. Cheers. Cheers. And you're back <laughs> with us there. Uh, <laughs> we had a little moment there, the computer for us, we thought <laughs> we had went off air. Um, massive thank you to Goffey there and talk, for talking to us um, about the time he helped save Gated and also to Paul Thompson. We've only got three min- three and a half minutes left, can you believe it? Um, someone sent a message on, I think it was Graham Gregg, uh, or... Uh, Forgive us, we're, uh, we're kind of get back up to the message about mentioning uh, Greg McDermott. What do we think about him? We believe he's got a, a short-term deal. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, that's what we've heard. There's nothing been official from the club yet. Yeah. Um, but from what I've seen in pre-season, he fully deserves it. Uh-huh. You see, he has played well for us. It has. Uh, Peter Grant has put us good to see Cask bringing some silky smooth moves to our pre-season activity. There's uh, a lot of silky smooth around there the is, day, There's there? a lot of silky smooth going around. Um, so, yes. Um, we've got a f- quite a few tweets uh, coming in. Um, right. And, uh, <laughs> I like that one. What the, type of... Uh, you can read that one. This one's from Thomas Humes. Yep, he said, what ki- what brand of hair gel does Millsy use? I wish I could use... I, I wish I could get that type of hold in my locks. Same, yep. I have the same problem. All <laughs> I've been looking for it. I know. I've been looking for it all over. Uh, one thing we haven't mentioned the Vanarama Conference. Oh, uh, of course, yes, yeah. as that's what the conference is called now, sponsored by Vanarama. And I believe we've dropped the Premier as well. So it's just the conference, which I quite like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't like the conference Premier, it's just the conferences. I've always known that. Goes back to the Fox or more, it is really, doesn't it? It does. Um, we've got is a message it? from Andrew Mason saying uh, it's non contract, according to Phil. So, uh, mil- uh, man of all facts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Charisma himself. Yes, I Mr. don't know Charisma. why Matt Hughes is saying, Brody Blast. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and um, talking about the follically challenged young man, Mickey Barris has put, Ross, I know your pain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, also, I mean, w- w- are we going to finish that tattoo or not? That's what I want if to it, know. If you've got it working. If I've got it working. Have I got it working? Yes! Yes! There we go. So we are actually tattooing Ross right now. There we go. Need the E and the D. E and the D, yeah. (laughs) That's the heat done. I think we'll do the army when we go off air. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not really tattooing. Are we? <laughs> I don't think anyone would actually believe that we were tattooing. Uh, I don't know. It's gay to supporters who are listening, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, we'll get in next week and we'll have a tattoo. Um, <laughs> Roy Best put on there that he spoke to Graham Wood yesterday and it was on non-contract terms. Non-contract. Um, um, we've also got a message here from Thomas Humes again. Yeah, he says, heard David putting on the on Talk Sport today. He doesn't have a club. Shall we offer him a contract? Is he going to get in front of John Oster? I can't see nah, it. Can you? Nah. nah, not at all. He must be getting on him like Putin. He must be about 35, 36, you would imagine. Uh, we'll read out some more messages on the chat facility um, because we've only got a little bit left, uh, under a minute now. Um, right, let's have a little look. Uh, Ryan Miller believed you. Yeah, he doesn't have a tattoo. He must have believed that it was a, t- a tattoo was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all you can say to that, oh, really. Um, so yeah, um, the tweets are flying in from Thomas Humes. Um, so <laughs> a lot of them we're not going to read out because they're just gibberish. They're not making much sense about Gated Football Club. Um, so he'll probably be getting angry and smashing his keyboard now. And, <laughs> um, yes, as I say, we've that's it. Twenty seconds left. Ross, thank you very much for making your live debut on the podcast. No bother, it's been quite good. It has, it's been a pleasure having you here. Andrew, as ever. Yeah. Yes, um, say seconds are running away, and uh, Macclesfield have released John Paul Kissick. He would be a crack and sign, and how many players are we going to hold? He is a good player, but uh, that's maybe something we'll go It'll for the next on podcast. Nearly tattooed myself there. Uh, as I say, we'll talk about that next week. Remember, this time next week, we will have played our first game against Torquay United. Let's hope we're celebrating a win, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Before you drive the all new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Wrap up the year with holiday cheer at the all-new Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration. Experience a winter wonderland as you walk through eight festive villages with twinkling lights, holiday decor, and entertainment. Busch Gardens Christmas Celebration is a limited capacity event. Select dates through January 3rd. Take advantage of the biggest sale of the year going on now through November 27th. Buy one two-park membership, get one half off during the Black Friday sale. Make your reservation today. Restrictions apply.